All right, back on the Ohio win uh, with uh, Rachel Coyle from How Things Work at the Ohio State House. Rachel, how are you doing today? It is a busy week, Chris. How are you? Same here. And I think it's always busy anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I used to think, man, there's one day it was busy. Now it's every day. I think it's probably every day for the rest of our lives. But hey, it's fun. At least it means we're needed and wanted and sure. everything's good. So, yeah. Well, hey, let's talk. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, a big national politics story has been what's going on in Georgia. And there's a, there was a, some change in election laws that, yeah, if you're on the Republican side or Democratic side, obviously you have different ways of looking at it. But overall, just for the regular voter side, you would think that anything that would make it a little bit more difficult for any group of people to vote is problematic. And there's been some evidence to say, hey, Georgia does face that. Well, all you know what hit the fan, because obviously a lot of uh, consequences came out of that from the baseball all-star game getting moved to some other businesses saying, boy, I'm not sure what we're going to do here in Georgia anymore. Well, and we can sit here in Ohio and say, hey, that's Georgia. We don't have to worry about it. It's on the other side of the country. But no, uh, you're hearing um, some rumors saying that, hey, we might have this discussion here in Ohio. Yep, we are hearing what I'm fairly confident are very credible rumors at this point that we can also expect a voter suppression bill to be coming to Ohio as well. Uh, It hasn't been introduced yet, but there are things floating around uh, with lots of discussion about what's going to be in it. Uh, And and just the idea overall is very troubling. Um, Like you said, anything that makes it harder to vote, I'm going to have a problem with. But also we saw incredible consequences for Georgia when they passed that law. Like you said, groups, businesses pulled out. Um, We're seeing movies pull out of production in Georgia. Um, they They pulled... Uh, Major League Sports games out, so it is scary to think that it might be coming here too, and hopefully we can use some of that repercussions that we saw in Georgia to stop those laws from happening here. And obviously there's political implications behind it. In case people don't know, you know, the thought is look, in the past, traditionally, Democrats sometimes have had a bit more difficult time getting the vote out. And then when it's easier for Democrats to get the vote out, they win. As evidenced by what happened last November in the presidential election. And when more voters get out, they tend to be Democratic voters. Now, that's a broad overall generalization, not saying that they're 100% Democratic voters, but that seems to be what happens. So obviously there's a political implication based on what side you're on, based on what happens here. But just taking a deep, huge step back, I'm confused on just from a even the morality side, why with anything to make any group of people, Republican, Democrat, independent, whatever you are, not have an easier time to vote just boggles my imagination. I mean, uh, is there a rationale that people are saying where, or an excuse they're making where it's not just saying we don't want these people to vote? Honestly, nothing that I've heard. It's really unfortunate, especially with the Georgia law. Like there, it's, what they're doing seems pretty overt. Uh, the thing that's probably the most gotten the most press attention is the idea that they closed down all these polling locations in Georgia, which creates long lines at the polling locations that are left. And then they banned volunteers from providing water and snacks to folks who are standing in these long lines. There's really no excuse for that. There's no explanation for it other than you want folks to leave the lines. 
and you want folks to leave the lines that you created. And there's really not even a way to like pretend you're doing something else. And so it's just to the point where they're kind of hoping they get away with it, um, which is not where we should be letting our legislatures head with their laws. Because you're right, I, I haven't heard anyone even try to make an excuse for what they're doing <laughs> other than they're just being pretty overt about not wanting everyone to vote. Well, and I think it's tough too because especially in the coverage of Georgia, you saw the affected people of color. And again, mm-hmm. even if you're talking about, hey, this will prohibit 10 white people living down the street, that's a problem too. We yeah. shouldn't prohibit anybody the right to vote. Absolutely. But it's really troubling and, I'll say, head-scratching when it involves people of color, which the impact of what happened in Georgia definitely affected people of color. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's a safe assumption that if another push like that happens in Ohio, those are some of the people who are going to be affected, which is troubling to be polite. You know, we can say yeah. other words, but troubling is probably a polite word to say over the air. So, and we're, uh, I could talk you through some of the things that we're hearing might be in this bill in Ohio, if that'd be interesting for you. Sure, sure. Um, again, this is all, it's all still speculation, but the people I'm hearing it from, I'm hearing it from more and more sources, which is how, what usually happens right before a bill is actually dropped. Uh, one of the things that's really troubling is the idea that they would, this bill would ban the use of uh, ballot drop boxes unless we are in a declared state of emergency. So right now, Ohio has, there was a big fight over how many drop boxes to have, but each county has one at the moment for absentee ballot returns. This would ban those um, in case, unless we were in another pandemic situation, for example, which just seems unnecessary. Um, there also is, it would ban all public officials and entities from paying for return postage for ballots, um, which many folks, including some state legislators, have argued is a poll tax because it forces folks to find and pay for postage. Um, It would, I'm being told, would cut out the last Monday of early vote, so shorten the amount of time you have to vote. And also hearing that it would create what's called an automated voter registration system, which is especially shady uh, because uh, Democrats are out there asking for automatic voter registration where you are automatically registered once you, for example, go to the BMB and update your license. Um, But this would create an automated system, which sounds the same, but would still be an opt-in system and therefore maybe try and confuse some folks, which we never like to see in our laws. Is there some concern about hours? I know Georgia, there was a debate back and forth on what hours places could be open. Mm-hmm. And there was some talk where people say, hey, it's got me nine to five. And other people were saying, what? You know, nine to five is a typical work shift for many people. Then you just can't work. I mean, either you say, hey, I need the day off so I can vote, or you just can't vote at all. Now, we made the argument back in the last presidential election. You know, the results were disputed by Republicans, and I guess the thought would be, hey, if you're that concerned at something that may or may not be happening, don't wait till two weeks after election. Start saying things beforehand. So maybe they're listening and saying, okay, here's what we're going to do. But what troubles me about this is you would think that you would protect the votes of people who vote and allow more people to vote and make sure everything is good and other than saying, hey, this group of people can't vote, or we're going to make it really hard for those people to vote. Like, I'm all for election reform, and I think there's probably some things in our election reform both sides that things aren't really the best, but let's make it where more people can vote, not that it makes it harder for people out there that can't vote to vote, you know? 
Sure, there's definitely, like we mentioned earlier, the automatic voter registration where you wouldn't have to go through a whole new process to register to vote if they can be sure of who you are. That'd be a great yeah. type of reform. Uh, but these reforms seem to be going in the other direction. Yeah. And based on uh, this claim of voter fraud, which we even, you know, Republicans at the congressional level, even Mitch McConnell out there was saying, right. really no evidence of this. We kind of have to accept who the president is at this point. And right. but states are using that fear of voter fraud to pass these really restrictive bills. And that's just a, a bad direction for any party, anyone to go in. Hey, we've got two years till the uh, midterm elections and we got four years to the presidential. Let's make sure we get more people to vote because honestly, yeah, I mean, we, we shouldn't have fraud. We got to make sure we don't have fraud. I mean, that's obvious. It's something that we, we should and do since 1776. But at the same time as well, let's make it so more people overall can vote because that's that's what democracy is about. No matter what political height you're wearing, it's it's what we do. It's who we are as Americans. So it, it's tough. Um, obviously, you're hearing about this now. This bill hasn't officially been brought forward, right. but there's enough. Uh, you call it. Uh, you hear a lot about if there's enough smoke, there's fire. Mm -hmm. So you're hearing a lot to say, hey, this is coming. You know we. We're not sure when it, it might not be when, if, but when. I mean, we're we're not sure what when it's going to be published, but it looks like it's coming soon. Has there been any talk, on the other hand, even from people willing to bring up the bill, saying, "Is this worth the consequence?" Uh, we talked about protesting before, and we talked about what penalties you have if you protest. Well, this should be the same thing. If someone feels that strongly about the bill. You know, you look at what happened in Georgia. Are those, are those people saying, hey, we feel strongly enough that if we lose millions of dollars of business, oh, well. You know, because that's kind of what Ohio's facing if they pass this, right? Yes. And so there hasn't been, I think a lot of folks on both sides are kind of, especially elected officials, are waiting to see the actual bill language before they come out on either side of it. But it will be fascinating to see if activists and groups in Ohio can pull together those businesses and that you know, business voice to say that they don't want this bill here either, because that will really be how they stop it with the, the Republican supermajority in the state house. Well, and I think even after Georgia, it probably won't take a group calling and say, hey, there's a problem here. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I'm a event coming to Columbus or other areas of Ohio, I would be sitting there going, oh boy, you know, if this happens, how are we going to handle this? I mean, I'm sure it's a discussion already happening, you know, if this bill becomes reality. So, Scary stuff. So, yeah, yeah kind of like, um, so, yeah, definitely. So what's the next step, I, I guess, is whenever it would get presented, right? Yes. So it's uh, right now they're big in the budget process at the state house. That's kind of sucking all the air out of the room at the moment. So it's possible it'll get introduced and then they won't actually move it for a month or two. But honestly, we don't know. And when bills are being worked on with the LSC, which is the group that drafts the bills for us, uh, they are there's exemptions to public records. So we can't really check out and see what LSC is drafting. For example, we have to wait until the bill is officially introduced by the legislators at the state house. So that could come today, could come next month. We all just have to wait and see. Yeah, it should be very interesting. And what what does the vote look like? I mean, we talked a couple weeks back about the override with the wine, I mean, would there have to be, you know, trying to find Republicans to change their mind? I mean, or I mean, how, how does the vote look now? Just looking at from Republican versus Democrat side. 
So they they definitely have enough votes to pass it with a simple majority if they wanted to do just a regular bill. They might not have enough votes to pass it with what's called an emergency clause where it would go into effect immediately instead of the normal 90 day process. So if they wanted to pass it real fast, they might have to get uh, some other folks on board. But it, because of the makeup of the state house right now, if they wanted to pass just a regular bill uh, that would go into effect 90 days after, they could do it anytime they want. They got it with Republicans. Is it something that could be overridden, if possible, or is that? Yeah, if the governor vetoed it, they'd just like with the health order bill we saw last month, they would yeah. have the vote. Um, they'd need they'd need most of the Republicans to stick with the party, but they they would have the votes. It would be the million dollar question. The governor's Republican, so you can probably guess what direction it might be leaning. But it, it's been a governor's kind of bucked. Um, I said bucked <laughs> conventional wisdom on where the political party stands. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he reacts to it, too. So. And honestly, I hope that there are a lot of Republicans out there who want just everyone in the state who's eligible to be able to vote. That feels like it shouldn't be a party thing to me, but who? what do I know? Well, and, and my whole point is I think a lot of things out there shouldn't just be a party thing. I mean, obviously, if you're a member of the party, you're going to lean one way or the other, but... <laughs> You know, you can have independent thoughts. Uh, that's why I always admired the great John McCain, where, yeah, he leaned one way and he voted one way, but he had enough of a mind to say, hey, I'm not always going to vote the way my party is. I'm going to go for what I think is best. So, yeah, but unfortunately, people like that aren't around anymore. So it's tough. All right. Well, Rachel, as always, thanks for your time. Um, you can check Rachel out, the Facebook group, How Things Work at the Ohio State House. You just type in it, it jumps up, and, you know, you get all kinds of classes, information, notes, and everything about stuff going to Ohio State House. And it's been important. I think Ohio State News is more important to us now based on everything happening with COVID. But Rachel can make the point. She's made the point to me a lot of times. It matters all the time, not just when we have a pandemic like we have. And if, if you're still wondering about that, go to the Facebook group and read. And there's a lot of really, hey, this is why it matters, which is – why we love having her on. So uh, as always, Rachel, thanks. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Obviously, I'm sure there'll be more stuff going on. And I'll be interested to see what happens here with this possible bill that could be coming out. Well, Rachel, thanks for your time. Hang on for a second afterwards. And thanks for checking out the Highland. Have a great day. Thank you.